0: Hey everyone, it's time for another episode of Glitch Free Gaming, it's episode number 217. Hooray! Hooray! Hey! We're back!
1: Yes! We barely left, to be fair. This is also
0: true, and Fun. all three
1: of us are back. All three of us. Yeah, surprisingly. It's a rare Ooh. occurrence.
0: Yeah, we have to do this occasionally where all three of us show up so that people, you know, it gets rid of those rumors that one of us is. You know, duplicating two people.
1: Also, contractually.
2: Yes. <laughs> I don't know why. Contractually, I, would... <laughs> I just need to show up once a year, but I, I try to no do more.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if Paul doesn't show up for longer than 12 months, his shares in the company automatically <laughs> get split between me and Mike. It's not a very fair contract because we don't have those clauses in our contracts. <laughs> but, yes. Um, you know, also, it might work out for all, well for us one day.
2: Definitely not a company and definitely worth feckle. <laughs> yes, that's true. Like, <laughs> here, have my shares. <laughs> you have some of the debt,
1: and by debt I mean I'm charging my microphone to you. Okay. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool, so, shall we just dive into it and talk about some games? Why not?
1: Yeah, let's do that. Cool. Excellent.
0: Kieran, how are you getting on with Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes? I think we spoke about it on the last podcast. So
1: I don't think we did. I, Didn't we? If I remember right, it came out right after we finished recording the last podcast. Right. Just before the yeah. New Year stuff.
0: I think we spoke about
1: it not on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I showed it to you the last time I saw you. Um, yes, that's right, yeah. So I finished that game. I played to the Oh, playing, cool. Uh, and. That is a weird thing because it's not a No More Heroes game, really. Like, it kind of is. It's set in the world that you play as, you know, Travis Touchdown from the No More Hero games. But Uh it's an isometric, like, kind of top down game, like a kind of hack and slashy thing. Like, a really watered down Diablo, like Diablo without loot. That kind of thing, you know? Right. Um,
2: that, that's terrible. Diablo with no loot.
1: Well, yeah. Um, the actual gameplay part of it isn't great. Like, it's okay. The combat's good enough. Like, you have, like, a light attack, a heavy attack, and you get a series of skills that you can slot onto your character and switch out, and you, the way you can use those together works really well. So, like, one of the first ones you get is basically, like, the uh, the gravity gun from Half-Life. So when okay. you use it, you literally pick up an enemy, and then you can throw them into other enemies, and it's really good. But like the combat never really gets particularly deep, and like the, the game is easy enough that you don't really need to get good at it. Um, I think there are harder difficulties. I only played through it on normal. Um, but the thing that I really liked about this game, and it's that kind of double-edged sword where it's really hard to recommend it, because, again, it doesn't play great. But also, I had a lot of fun with it, so that's it's... all the recommendation you need. Yeah, exactly. And the thing yeah. that I liked about it is the style and the writing. Like it is that you know, it's that no more hero style. It's that uh, fuck. What's the name? Suda. Uh, Suda Fifty One. This is Suda Fifty One, like writing and stuff. I think it's like the first game he's directed in a while. Because I, like I want to say since Shadow of the Damned. Oh right, okay. Uh, which this game reminded me that I never finished Shadow of the Damned and so I went and bought a copy of Shadow of the Damned. <laughs> um, <laughs> which as it turns out is on the list of backwards compatible games on the Xbox One. So Oh cool. Uh, it's not on my list of things to talk about this week, but I played a little bit of that. That game's still very good. Um But yeah, like the the whole kind of setting of it is, you know, after the events of No More Heroes Two Travis has kind of run off to live in the woods in like a kind of caravan and he has this game machine, uh the Death Drive two point oh. Basically it's like the second version of the machine from Let It Die and uh I forget his name, is it just Badman? Uh he I think him. it is he just, just Badman bad comes after him, who is the father of uh Bad Girl. Bad girl? yes bad bad girl girl, yeah who is one of the villain or one of the assassins that uh you kill in the first or second the more heroes game and basically he's come to avenge his daughter and they learn that this death drive machine all the games on it are spheres they're these little balls and if you collect six of them and play through the games you get a wish so they're trying to wish back his daughter Right. Um, and by doing that, and to do that, you play through these games, and so basically, it's just a series of levels that are all very stylized to be like they evoke games that exist, but they don't really. They're not like direct parodies or kind of. They all play like these top-down hack and slash ones, except for one of them that's a drag race, which right. is actually really good as well because it is literally just like a you're shifting gears kind of mini game, and it's quite fun. Um. But like. All of them kind of play the same, but then they have some kind of unique gimmick on them. So, like, the first one... uh, I think it's the first one. Yeah, the first one you go into is kind of... They also, like, they have these intro movies that are all very PlayStation 1 style. So, I I showed these to you, Mike, when I was down... Yes, yeah. Um, Like, the first one is basically a kind of old-school, like, Resident Evil-style, like, live-action, like, very campy Japanese horror intro. And then the actual game that you go into is... Not really. That it's actually more akin to like a board game or something like that, because it's this like grid-based city, and you can flip the tiles that the city's on to make the roads line up so that you can get to a location, and all the while you're fighting enemies as well. And it's it's weird. It's um, one of them's kind of a two D side scroller. Like I like said one has like the kind of gear shifting game, and there's a couple other weirder ones. Like it, they definitely definitely backload the more interesting stuff. Like the last two levels are bizarre and really cool um but yeah it's that thing where it's it's really hard to recommend but i did really enjoy it so i think if you've played a pseudo game like any of the no more heroes games or lollipop chainsaw or shadows of the damned or you know any of those and you liked the style of those games Uh uh-huh it's worth at least considering like just keep in mind that the gameplay is not great like it's not bad but it's not it's not great um but the story and the tone and stuff like that is all there. Um, the story actually is quite interesting because it's all told in like a visual novel style, and it's all made right. to look like an Apple II. So it's all like these like green giant pixels everywhere. is <laughs> It's hideous, but it's really good. Um, yeah. So I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I played through the whole thing relatively quickly. Actually, I, I got through it pretty fast. Uh, so it's, it's good. It's, yeah it's one of the like, most qualified like recommendations I've had to make in a while it's definitely, it's not even a if you're a fan of this type of game it's a, if you're a fan of this one specific like game studio's specific style and can put up with some kind of clunky gameplay uh-huh. you should probably <laughs> maybe think about getting this or just watch all the cutscenes on YouTube but that's not quite as good um yeah but yeah, that's it. Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes is Switch exclusive. Yes. Which is cool. Oh, actually, there was one more thing about it. There's collectibles in that game that are uh, t-shirts which they have had in previous No More Heroes games, but they're all themed around indie games in this one. So you can just walk around with Travis wearing like a, a super hot t-shirt or uh, I spent super a lot hot. of the game wearing a, a, a just shop just Shapes and Beats t-shirt right um, and they're all like some of them are really obscure like th- those are relatively well known ones but there's some indie games in there that I had to google and I was like wow this seems like something that sold like 20 copies Why? <laughs> it's such a weird choice <laughs> it's fantastic um, so yeah it's nice to see them get way into their indie games for this stuff um, but yeah it's it's interesting if nothing else Cool. Uh, speaking of interesting games, Mike, you've been you picked yes. up Horizon Chase Turbo, which I won but have not picked up.
0: Oh yeah. So this game came out in I want to say late November, early December, roundabout about that time. I think that's right. And it came out. It was one of those I didn't pay much attention to it. I think I have seen the you know the little thumbnail that comes up in the the Nintendo store yeah. didn't click on it just breezed by it and yeah but we had kind of everything else coming out and then they did an indie showcase not that long ago
1: yeah.
0: and uh, this was one of the games that they they shown and it was like oh when did that come out went back discovered it bought it anyway and it is really good so this is a. Uh, it's like Outrun, uh, but the graphics are more, more modern than yeah, Outrun's they're, graphics.
1: They're polygonal, and you know, they're very cell shaded and bright and vibrant, but they're very simple still. Yes, I really like the look of it. It has like a like it definitely evokes Outrun, but it still has like a very kind of unique look on top of that.
0: Yeah. So really cool uh, it has a couple of modes available straight off the bat there's the world tour mode and with that you are there's 11 different countries and in each of the countries there are three places that you can go and visit there's three race most of the time there's three races in each of the places that you visit and there's also an opportunity of an upgrade race so you take place in the races in all the different cities and the upgrade race once you lock enough points so just quickly how the points work you race and you get uh, i think from position four upwards you get points they're, they're like a global currency and what the global currency does is it unlocks the next area the next map that you can go on to um it also unlocks the Upgrade races. The upgrade races, once you race in them, you need to place third or better, and you then get to choose an upgrade. You can choose either a nitro boost, or you can choose better steering, uh, an exhaust system, gears, you know, that kind of thing. But the way that the upgrades work is they get applied to every car you have in the garage. Mm -hmm. So it improves every single car that you have in the garage. The you also get to unlock cars as you go along and they're also unlocked when you, with this currency, you know, these points that you get for completing each race and complete completing the race well. You also get extra cars by winning every single race. You come first in every single race in a map and then you get a bonus car. All very good. It's good fun. It looks absolutely gorgeous. There is just one thing. Uh-huh. It is as hard as nails. <laughs> <laughs> so you you do the first uh, map, and the first map is California. There's races in there. You'll win no problems at all. You get used to the way the, the cars handle. Handling-wise in this game, it is very arcadey.
1: Yeah, it's very uh, floaty, yeah found like in a, in, yeah. a, in a good way i feel like yes. always has like kind of bad connotations but I, I really like the way it plays
0: yeah it it's designed to do that it's not doing it you know because somebody missed a step in making the game it was designed to be that way to play like an old school racer yeah. it, it also has the the thing that you kind of find getting used to uh, it takes a little while getting used to is when you bump into another car another bump car bumps into you you get penalized for it because you slow down and mm-hmm. that's it you know whereas in modern racing games now you can basically if you're playing single player mode you can use your cars in front of you as your brake
1: yeah a lot of games like
0: yeah ram them into the wall and then you're okay. You bump into a car. You touch a car on this one, and you're going to pay the price. So it's looking for a little bit of precision driving, uh, encouraging you to use the brakes as well. That kind of thing. So back to what we're saying. It's hard as nail. <laughs> There's <laughs> one of the other sis, uh, game modes that you have in the game is a tournament mode,
1: uh-huh.
0: and if you play through the tournament mode and you win all the tournaments, you unlock things, you know? So the more you play, the Stop more you unlock. Yeah. You're stuffing things,
3: <laughs>
0: but for you to get these stuff and things, you need to come first. No problem at all, but it's a tournament. The tournament consists of 20 cars or every race consists of 20 cars. And, Again, no problem, pretty standard. Except now when it comes to the points. So, first place gets 20 points, second place gets 19, 18, 17, 6, and it runs down that way. So, for you to win a tournament, you consistently need to come first.
1: Oh. Yeah, that's That's, that's quite an ask. Yeah. That
0: yeah. it gets quite tough as the the tracks uh, Ramp up in difficulty and complexity, and the AI gets stronger as well. So there is a shitload of content here. My only fear is
1: that I'm never going to see it all. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never, never get good enough at it to be able to see all of it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, like I said, I think I said there was thirteen different maps all in. Yeah. It's uh, it's either twelve or thirteen, and. I have, so far, I've unlocked four of them. And I am 200, I think I need 200 space bucks, you know, 200 more points to unlock the next one. Yeah. And the, the tracks are getting more and more complicated, more difficult. And in some of the tracks, the best I'm managing to do is come either second or third. Jeez. Now that's... Sh- that should be enough for me to unlock the tracks. Yeah, but no, if you're needing to come in first, no, it. And so it's not just the tournaments where you need to come in first; you need to do it on anything. You know, any of the the challenge, special challenge races, or yeah, yeah. They want you to to come first, and it is. A, <laughs> this feels like game a game that needs
1: cheat codes.
0: It does, actually. It does. (laughs) So, really good, but tough as nails. Um, I really want to see the other tracks and how they look. There is uh, the last place that I unlocked was South Africa. And, you know, obviously I I spent quite a bit of time in South Africa. I grew up there. And just the... The content that is surrounding that country it's it's not all oh, you know south africa what do you think of oh we think of the beach mm-hmm. no they, they pick things that are specific to the country um and
1: it's it's weird to explain but yeah, in south- so they actually it sounds like they put more effort into it than just this is what we think south africa looks like
0: yes yes so there is a the Union Buildings in Pretoria in South Africa is one of the big government buildings. So, and it has a specific name in one of the languages in South Africa, in Afrikaans. Yeah. And when so when you go to the race that's set around there, it's called the Union Buildings, but it's in Afrikaans. Hmm. So, but they wouldn't know that unless they'd either, either actually been there or know something. You know, knew somebody or somebody told them it's not, it, it's a little bit of insider knowledge,
1: yeah. That's quite cool, yeah. So, uh, I wonder and the developers seemed,
0: yeah, I'm gonna
1: Google this, keep talking about
0: it, right? I, I you Google, I'll talk, but the Brazil <laughs> is like that as well. There's, um, one of the tracks in Brasilia is a uh, taken from the. None of this, none of the tracks are geographically correct. You know, it's not like Forza. But one of the tracks is called "I Love Brasilia," and if you've ever played Forza, one of the Forza games yeah. that's done in Brazil, there's a certain uh, section in Brazil, and it's you know we love Brazil. and it was the the area that was all done up for the World Cup.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they they obviously knew about that and kind of put it into the game a little bit.
1: So I can tell you why they know about that. That's because they're based in Brazil. Oh, oh okay. The um, developer is uh, Aquirus Game Studio. They're yes. They're based in Brazil. They made... Uh, Horizon Chase Turbo was kind of the biggest thing they've made, but they also made uh, Ballistic Overkill, and which is like a first-person shooter. Right. And I think they made some kind of free-to-play Looney Tunes game as well. Oh, okay. But this is kind of their first kind of big solo
0: I can highly recommend. I have played it quite a bit. I got to the South Africa stages and I played. And like I said, I was kind of stuck in finishing second and third. I was battling to get the first places. And it was one of those I thought, I'm going to delete my save and I'm going to start over again. And maybe, (laughs) you know, fresh pair of eyes and I'll do... Uh, no, it didn't work. Um, no, I've, no. Yeah, <laughs> I'm two races away from unlocking South, South Africa again, but <laughs> I am. I've I've gold gold medalled the races in California. I gold medaled one of the races in Chile, and I'm just in Brazil. And I'm I'm managing to get second places now, which is better than I was. Yeah. But uh, and I've changed my strategy with the. The upgrades as well, I've been getting different upgrades, but I can highly recommend this game. I think I paid £15 for it, but I think it's currently on sale, and I think it's... I'm not too sure how much I think it... Actually, there's something else. (laughs) It doesn't matter what platform you are. Uh, PlayStation's alright with this, but particularly the Xbox, and definitely on the Switch. You know, when you see a game And it says, oh, it's on sale. And you go, I wonder how much it is. If you've bought it, you can't see.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're all like that. It's weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, You can get around it on the PlayStation because you read in the, you know, they've always got the little terms and conditions things and it tells you, uh, this is a special price, was. Yeah, true. And it's it's kind of buried down in the bottom, but you can find it. Yeah. Uh, But. Yeah, but I think this was, I think Nathan mentioned it the other day when we were talking, it's about £12 or something at the moment. Definitely you should be looking at picking it up if it is something that's interesting. Cool. You know, if you like racing games, really good.
1: If you like Suda 51 games. (laughs) Well! (laughs) 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 Rise and chase turbo.
0: Uh, well, well, CD51 did, did kind of like a, a cell shading now and again So
1: That's true actually, yes The arch style is, you know, that style
0: <laughs> Yes <yeah. laughs> So cool. I'm
1: on board Excellent,
0: moving swiftly on Paul, <laughs> why don't you tell us uh, you've been getting all millennials? What have I been getting millennial? What have you been
2: playing? I've been playing Apex Legends I rest my case I <laughs> think millennial with battle royale. Playing
1: a lot of it as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, Kieran's been playing a lot of it as well. In fact, I've been playing most of my games with Kieran because
1: we are millennials, to be fair.
2: Oh, are we? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, okay we, with that.
1: We, we're not even like in the older age of millennials. So we're we're kind of right in there. Right, oh. and I'm I'm just a curmudgeon. You're. I it's... think you're still a millennial, but you're like on the upper. oh right. Of okay. It, I think.
0: Because you, really. you're,
1: you're way older than us by like fucking decades. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, no, I think you're you're like the 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 edge of it because it's only a few years in between them. Uh, right. I could be wrong. You might be fucking well in there.
0: <laughs> Gen. Z. I was thought. So, I, well, I thought it was Gen X at one point.
1: <laughs> you might be. I don't know. Maybe you're way older than I thought you were.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-three. Ah.
2: Well, anyway, true, like, on the <laughs> Yeah, um it kind of came from nowhere. It dropped was it last Monday? Yeah, last uh,
1: Monday. Yeah. They announced it over the weekend and they had a stream. Um I happened to be it. with
2: Kieran on the Monday and we were intrigued by it, shall we say?
1: Um we were sitting playing Realm Royale, the other Battle Royale game that came out that week. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um Buy it and then I think pretty much downloaded it straight away that night. Didn't did we play it that night?
1: No. No, we didn't play it till the next day.
2: So we started playing on Tuesday. I'm currently on a break from work at the moment, so I've been playing way more than I probably should be. Yeah. Respawn have taken Battle Royale and they've chucked in this, a little dash of that. Some really good gunplay and taking the fantastic gunplay from Titanfall 2.
1: Yeah, it plays a lot like Titanfall.
2: Uh, they've added added uh, that you need to play in squads. You are genuinely not allowed to play alone. You need to play in a team of three. And each person kind of has like a League of Legends, Overwatchy kind of power. Passive and an Ultimate power. Um, and those are fairly balanced as well
1: yeah like surprisingly balanced for the kind of game it is
2: surprisingly well balanced
1: yeah because for for people who don't know like a battle royale game is like a a game where a hundred players take place well usually around 100 players some of them karen we're in 2019
2: there there, there's not a grandmother out there who doesn't know what battle royale is at this point they might
1: not but basically a lot of people jump on an island and it's like the movie battle royale there you go um
2: so instead of being a (laughs) hundred this is 60 it is 20 teams of three Mm -hmm. it is very traditional in that the ring closes and closes and closes but as i said you've got these powers so in the case of the character i'm choosing so also you get to choose different characters there's eight six which are pickable for free two which you need to buy or can earn through gameplay Long time in gameplay, mind, mind you. I'm level 24 or something, um, and I'm heading towards being, just being able to afford my first character for free. I just bought one. Yes, I Kieran bought has one too one. much money, in no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I also bought loot um, boxes.
1: I bought some loot boxes. I got some you jets. didn't buy loot. No! Did you? Yes! I got a really nice rainbow skin for one of the guns. But also, it's a battle royale, so you don't have like loadouts or anything like that. You just have to randomly pick up guns on the map. So I might go through multiple matches and never find that rainbow gun. It's
2: true. <laughs> you but you can earn some really nice skins from free loot boxes. It's true. Um, one and I think it's 40. You can, earn, you can earn 40 loot boxes. Something like that, yeah. Free. Um... They've really well balanced the whole. What's free? What you have to pay for? What you have to pay for has absolutely zero impact on the gameplay at all.
1: Yeah, there's no pay to win. Other than the t- t-
2: cool no, characters you-, you can pay for supers and ultimates, but again, those are super balanced, and they can they don't really affect the outcome of a game.
1: Yeah, the only thing you pay. Paying- yeah, the only thing you pay for is additional characters or cosmetics and the the characters that are they are not like underpowered
2: or anything like they're they're know. all very evenly <laughs> matched yeah
1: debatably the best like two or three characters are all the free characters like they're not i think a lot of people like caustic who is one of the paid ones so he's kind of uh, maybe the one that is you know kind of of, OP. yeah or seen as a little
2: bit op with his um gas clouds that deals damage to enemies.
1: Yes. I like Mirage. That's a lot.
2: Uh, K- Kieran likes Mirage. He can set out a decoy. I main Bangalore, who has a, a kind of airstrike. Mm-hmm. So if you've got a team of enemies pinned in a certain area, you can chuck your airstrike in and kind of blitz the absolute crap out of them and hope to get a couple of kills or at least a few knockdowns. Um, It's not the first one to do reviving, but it does it really well. And then even if you do bleed out, your teammates have an option to bring you back at least one more time by picking up your banner and then taking you to a respawn robot, which are scattered throughout the map.
1: Yeah, it's just a point on the map, basically.
2: It's a respawn point on the map that they can, as long as they pick up your banner from your your loot box that you drop.
1: But all of the respawn points also are clearly marked on the map so everyone can see them and also have almost always some decent loot around them so
3: it's
1: always dangerous to go to them like if Paul dies and I collect his banner getting to a respawn point might not be the best option because one whoever killed him might have seen me go pick up his banner and might just be like well I'm going to go to that respawn point cut them off but also, people might just be looting for weapons there, yeah. so it 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 just it's it it dangerous to sp- go respawn
2: point and yeah. It. Whether it's worth it or not, do you want to be a good teammate and respawn your friend, or do you want to be an ass have a teammate and steal all their loot from their corpse box? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, that's also an option. <laughs>
2: um, so, how many people in a team? Three. Um, although Three. there is. Someone's already dug around in the code for the PC version and they're bringing duos and teams of four. Teams of four, yeah. me.
1: I, I expected duos and solos. Though.
2: I think they found solos as well and yeah. teams of four in the, the source code on PC, um, which I kind of look forward to being able to duo it. Um, duo would be think... good because
1: I feel like I've been playing this oh, game goodness. almost entirely with you and Nathan, which is good because it's a you know, um, group of three but then sometimes one of you guys isn't on, and therefore, you know, we have two. So it would be good to not be stuck
2: with a third rando. Yes, right. Um, I think a lot of people do want to play this game solo. I don't, personally. Um, I think it would be, really um, like yeah, be really
1: hard. Like, harder than Fortnite. Yeah, it be
2: really hard. i really enjoying it as a, a multiplayer experience. In fact, when i trying to explain this to my fiance how much fun I'm having with the game and she wouldn't have got the reference but the first thing that came out of my mouth is I've not had this much fun since competitive Halo
1: Jeez. wow
0: that's a sad lonely existence <laughs>
2: I, I, I've not had this much yeah I've not had this much fun playing games online since
1: that's a better clarification because you just mean without
2: games I mean like I've not had this much fun playing online with Kieran or anyone for that matter since I reckon Beach right uh, playing with you guys well don't know if Mike I, ever really played it uh, no I... Um, but yeah playing uh, the, the horde modes in Gears of War possibly
0: yes I was going to su- suggest that Yeah, but
2: you know I've i've not had this much fun playing with people online or playing with friends online in a very bloody long time
1: it made they, me go they, back and play more titanfall 2
2: a lot of people go
1: buy titanfall 2 apparently yeah apparently titanfall 2 had like a massive resurgence in player base over the past week because people played this and were like man titanfall 2 is fucking good <laughs> and you know what <laughs> they've titanfall seen a massive 2, surge titanfall in sales 2 was fucking good. I highly recommend people play this and also Titanfall Titanfall 2 has a really good horde mode in it now like imagine imagine a horde mode where you can summon a giant mech to punch other robots to death
2: what more do you need from life? Um, so yeah respawn have they've taken the battle royale thing which at this point is not fresh but they have managed to make it feel fresh Mm mhm possibly like the best version of a battle royale game a lot of people have played
1: it's definitely my favorite
2: oh yeah definitely hands down i mean i've, I've played them all i've played yeah. blackout now i've played fortnite
1: i like fortnite fortnite's probably my second favorite i mean other than For- the, the the battle royale we're going to talk about after this which is obviously <laughs> uh, yeah. the best one to come yeah. out this year
2: been saying that's just go look at any of the media on apex legends
1: just yes yeah, definitely...
2: if people are saying about it
1: i was skeptical about it when they announced it like before they properly before it properly came out and i got to play it like i think they did the smart thing of just announcing it and then dropping it and letting people play it because on paper it sounds bad like yeah when i you, mean... when you hear about it and it's like hey they took the timefall mechanics and they made a battle royale game and it's free to play and it's gonna have loot boxes, and it doesn't have wall running, and it doesn't have mechs, which are kind of the two main things about Titanfall two. And you're like, oh, I don't know, then that sounds like they're really just cashing in on this fucking battle royale thing, then, eh? And then you play it, and you're yeah. like, oh no, they made a really good one. Like they, they they did a lot of really cool, innovative stuff in this. Like we they, didn't, yeah. we haven't even really talked about like the pinging system, which is oh, we haven't
2: talked about the most freaking innovative thing in it and it's probably yeah. the best thing so like
1: in that game you press r1 to ping locations which a lot of games have like uh, battlefields in particular you know is built around that mechanic you press r1 to mark locations but then you can also double tap it to mark a location specifically look- as an enemy and just say like an enemy is here
2: can ping a specific item of loot so say you're talking to your friends and he's like oh i've got a sniper rifle i really need a scope you and you find a scope and you're on a like a different part of the map because you're looting different areas let him know that's there to come and get it
1: yeah and And instead of of, like trying to
2: yeah instead of trying to direct him you can go oh i found your scope ping and then it appears as a marker on his hud
1: and then say like for example say the three of us were in a match and paul found a scope and pinged it that you wanted mike uh-huh. To stop me from just running over and taking it, you can then look at the the kind of little bubble that has popped up above that that ping location that has the scope on it, and press the ping button, and it will basically say "dibs on that, I need it." All right, okay. So you can basically look at like I can go around just marking all the loot I find, and then anyone that needs it can go, "I need that one, and I need that one," just with a tap of a button.
2: Or if you're you're in your inventory and you say sniper and you're like, hey, I need a scope or... That's definitely the thing I've used it the
1: most for is going into inventory and going, I have a sniper rifle and it doesn't have a scope, please fucking help. Like this gun is useless. If you you
2: tap the ping thing on that item in your inventory, even if you're not chatting with friends and you're playing with randoms, it'll say in game, your character will go, need a scope here. right
1: and it's it it does a thing where everyone in the world at this point every single person hates voice chatting with random people online on psn and xbox live now. Uh because everyone universally is terrible (laughs) yeah whereas at least if i'm playing you know in a party with friends they're terrible people i know so that's at least slightly (laughs) better actually like, I know how terrible Paul is. I know how terrible Nathan is. Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. you know... Um, this system is specifically designed around the fact that you could play this game without talking to anyone and be not as effective as the squad that are talking to each other, but, you know, up there. Just as, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. It works really well. Like, the last time I saw um, something similar yeah. to this in the game was Portal 2. Because I don't know if you guys played much of Portal 2's co-op mode. I uh, No. In Portal 2's co op mode, they had a very similar thing to this where you could ping specific locations with colors. So you can say, like, put your blue portal here, put your orange portal here. Uh, and then you could also hold it down to put a timer down. So you could say, like, put your blue portal here in five seconds. And then right. start counting down. So you can basically, you know, direct each other to help solve puzzles without actually talking to each other. It was really good. Um, cool. But this is like way more fleshed out than that. It's
2: just instead of releasing something just for the sake of releasing it to get it out there and possibly make some money they waited until they had this thing down yeah definitely cool in place for the next year we're getting seasons like fortnite we're getting battle passes like fortnite each season's gonna add new legends with new powers gonna add new gun skins
1: I'm going to spend and a lot of money on this game.
2: I'm going to spend a hell of a lot of money on this game. On I spent nothing on. Yeah. Uh, I I spent nothing on Fortnite. Not to spend a penny on Fortnite. I'm going to buy every battle pass that comes out for this. Uh, I, I hope without they do a shadow the,
1: of a doubt. I hope they do the Fortnite thing where you can buy the battle pass with in-game
2: money. Yes. Because like And they that. probably will. They yeah, probably I, I will. think they
1: probably will as well. Because you can already. There's nothing in the game that you can't buy without, uh, with, ugh. there's nothing in the game, which I think I said through my fucking head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing in the game that can't be bought with in game currency. Like there's nothing that's like, you need to spend actual money on this. Yeah, right.
2: There's, there's nothing there. Yeah.
1: So sometimes you get, you get loot boxes from leveling up as well as if you want to pay for them, you get them. Um, but in those you sometimes get materials which can be used to buy weapon skins and you get legendary tokens that can be used to buy upgrades to other to certain weapon skins to get legendary weapon skins or to buy characters. Uh, but you need a lot of them, but it's doable. I right.
2: am currently 600 legend tokens, so one level up away from being able to buy a character that Kieran spent 8 quid on.
0: Okay, well, that's that's cool. It's kind of it is following the the Fortnite way because when I played Fortnite, I spent the you know eight quid the first time, and I basically funded two seasons.
1: Yeah, it's like a um, it's like a half step between the Fortnite model and the Overwatch model, right? Because this is exactly how Overwatch handled its like skins, and honestly. It has borrowed a lot from Overwatch. Like, the menus straight up look not aesthetically like the Overwatch ones, but they are laid out the same way. Uh-huh. And even some of the music is kind of Overwatchy, Like, the, the menu It's like music. Titanfall,
2: Fortnite, and Overwatch had a baby.
1: Yeah, basically. It's very I good. Buy any stretch of the map. It doesn't sound
2: good, but once you play it...
1: They should add another map that has titans in it i want them to drop 60 titans onto an island
2: (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah no just absolutely i was like you know what i'll give it a go i have been playing well i bought kingdom hearts 3 i got two and a half worlds into kingdom hearts 3 and i've not since the apex came out
1: i need to play more than you should we talk about Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah, let's, let's
2: do it. segue into Kingdom Hearts 3.
1: <laughs> I think we're all... It's not a segue if you see. let <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I was um, trying this
2: segue and then like, should we just talk about them? Okay. It was a segue. It worked. Um,
1: Kingdom Hearts 3 came out... To, it feels like a year ago at this point. Uh, it does, yeah. I need to play it is the thing that I've come to. I'm still... Rec- I, I'm still editing our Game of the Year videos. Right, I'm hoping we'll be up by the time this podcast goes up. Because if they don't, dear God, it's going to be fucking March at this rate, um, <laughs> which is maybe a little bit late for end of 2018 videos. Um, but yeah, I have been playing a little bit of Kingdom Hearts in between stuff, but haven't really sunk deep into it because yeah, I've been trying to focus on video editing at all fucking times. Um how far into it are you guys?
0: So I uh you when you play through the story, you you get one world that you kind of start off in, yeah. Um and that I think you can say it without spoil yeah, being say, spoiling. It's not
1: Hercules, it's Hercules, right? Yeah. I mean
0: they uh,
1: they straight up um they straight up say that that's the world you're going to go for to first in Kingdom Hearts 3 at the end of the last game. Yes,
3: yeah. yeah
0: so i've uh, done the two the two worlds you go to after that you get a choice mm. you know they, they both get unlocked and you can choose one or the other i've done both of those and i'm about to head into the third one
2: all right you're further than okay. me yeah you're further than me i i've just been given the choice of toy story or the other one
1: yeah i was going to say i'm just going to fucking spoil all these i've done tangled one
2: Right. Uh I've not I've just been given the choice to tangle the Toy Story um, I and that's as Tangled far as one, I am.
1: Then I went to the Toy Story one and was like, this is really pretty, and then stopped playing.
0: Yeah. i really uh, like it though. Right? Yeah, I I'm quite liking it as well. It's the next world that I'm going to is I didn't see the film. It was one of those that I never fancied. So I'm kind of, I seen what the world was, and it was like, oh, I'm. I suppose I better get it over with. And uh, with everything else that's been coming out, and we've been playing, I haven't went back to it yet, Mm -hmm. but it is quite good. But man, Kingdom Hearts story is one convoluted thing. It
1: sure is. (laughs) I did some research before I picked up three. Um, Right. I borrowed zero point two. Back cover. Oh god, right, yeah. I think's the name of the one that they like uh, Nathan had it and so I borrowed of him which is like the it's like a two hour long game that is set between set between Birth by Sleep and Kingdom Hearts three. Yes, yeah. So it it's basically it's Aqua. a
0: sequel to Birth by Sleep with yeah. Aqua,
1: yeah. Yeah, basically it's at uh, spoilers for Birth by Sleep, a PSP game that came out a fucking decade ago. Um, yes Aqua gets trapped in the realm of darkness and she spends a bunch of time in the realm of darkness and that's what 0.2 is is you're playing as Aqua in the world of darkness and not a lot happens it explains really dumb fucking plot points that no one asked to be explained that I'm kind (laughs) of glad they did like here's the thing did you you probably don't remember this Kingdom Hearts 1 yeah just in general you probably don't remember it but at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, or towards the end of Kingdom Hearts 1, I think you're going with Mickey and Riku and whoever the fuck else to go and close the door to darkness or whatever the fuck you doing in Kingdom Hearts 1. And uh-huh. Mickey has like his full king gear on and then like kind of vanishes for a bit. And then he shows up yes. again later and he's like topless and it's just never explained. Oh, okay. 0.2 explains that for some reason. <laughs> And it's like, it's like. Something hey guys, we, I had
0: to go for a shower.
1: It, it's literally like a bad guy like attacks him and destroys his top. Like that's it. It's like it's, it's like, there's nothing to it. It's like I don't understand why they felt the need to explain this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I went deep into the fucking story of King of Hearts, and right. It's, like, it's all you really need to know. Here's your fucking... Ignore the goddamn half-hour YouTube video, like, reminders of the story. Here, let me tell you all you need to know. Right, go. Sora's the good guy. Yep. Riku used to be a bad guy, and now he's a good guy.
0: No, he was a good guy, became the bad guy,
1: and now it, he's the good guy. Yeah, okay, sure, yes, that. Uh, Kairi is barely a character. Uh, yeah. Um xehanort is every villain in the game
0: yes and he's also any character that they can't figure out what to do he becomes (laughs) them as well
1: yes any character they can't think of anything to do with he possesses them and makes them more evil and to the point where in kingdom hearts 3 the setup for this from the 3ds game that nobody played except for mike um, yes is, uh, <laughs> the setup that you need to know from that to this is that Xehanort built this group of uh, villains in 2 and whatever other games called Organisation 13 to do 15. evil shit and it failed because Sora fucked them all up because that's what Sora does because he's a protagonist that's how video games work Um So to replace them, Xehanort went through time because he can do that and collected 13 versions of himself (laughs) to make a new organization 13 made entirely out of himself because he took the phrase, if you need something done right, do it yourself, way too literally. (laughs) Way too fucking literally. Um... So yeah, every villain in three especially is Zanor, <laughs> Um and that's all you need to know is going in three. Also there's Disney Worlds. They're irrelevant yeah. to the game, but they're there. <laughs> yeah. Uh
0: and I think uh, if you're a fan of the series, you probably read about it, so you'll probably know. There apart from the Koopos, there are no Final Fantasy characters in this one.
1: Is there not at all? I don't know that. No. Jeez. No. I thought at least Cloud would show up or something. He shows up in most of them.
0: Yes, yeah. No. That was what was said
1: before. No, maybe they um, just hit some stuff. Yeah. I mean that Toy Story world has some oh. not quite can can we just spot it's like the th- it's like the second world in the game. Yes, yeah, go on. Talk All about right. it. S- skip ahead like two minutes if you don't want any spoilers.
2: Um, i'm getting to listen to them whether i want them or not i know you're stuck with it.
1: the intro video to uh, uh, the toy story world is them watching an advert on tv for a fake video game and the trailer is literally just the final fantasy versus 13 trailer from like back when they announced that game on ps3 but with the character model slightly changed to look more like sora yes it's that's (laughs) It's like all it is. It looks fucking great. I hope they just make a game of that.
0: (laughs) But did you notice uh, one of the bits in the world in the toy store? Did you notice the. uh, Oh, what's the fighting game called? Decidia, the Decidia toys.
1: Oh, no, I didn't. That's really good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's none of the Final Fantasy characters, but they have a Decidia. A toy stand, and they've got the the models basically from that uh, trailer.
1: I'll need to seek that out when I next play it.
0: Yeah, it's really cool.
1: Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Like, I think the combat is the best it has ever been. Um, uh, yep. Like, it's obviously still very simple and mashy, but that's Kingdom Hearts.
0: Um, yeah, uh, the flow, they've still got kind of the flow motion, so it's. All the flow motion is, is when you're near certain objects, you'll push a button and it does automated actions and, yeah. you know, stringing more,
1: At least I found it's, like, way more toned down than it was in uh, Dream Drop Distance, though. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Dream Drop Distance, like, everything was an activator for it. So it was like, I hit this character and then the knockback from that was enough to send me close enough to a wall that I ran across the wall and did a backflip and then I... Juggled them in the air and spun across, it and it's like, why I didn't I hit a button once, and it's ten thousand yeah. things.
0: Yeah, I think when they did it for Dream Drop Distance, they you need to remember that it the three DS didn't have the little second nub at that time.
1: Yeah, it was them. So they were.
0: Yeah, they were trying to make up for it.
1: Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But they also kept in the shot system from uh, Birth by Sleep as well, where you can like go into like yes. a, a third person shooter mode, basically, and target like a kind of Panzer Dragoon mode, and target a bunch of enemies and then fire at them, which is good because I quite like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've taken all the the bits that they've built over this huge library of games, and they they've stitched it all together, and it works quite well. One of the things that I quite like well is. Paul, you probably won't notice this yet, but in some of the bits of the story where Sora is remembering things, or maybe Mickey's re- any of the characters remembering anything, they think back, and the little piece of cutscene that you're seeing is the actual stuff from the game. And you can see because it looks dated. That's good. Yeah, it's oh, the actual cutscene from that game. Um, I imagine if it was, you know, as they get the game progresses and things, and it gets to like the PSP games and the the 3DS games, they'll use the remastered ones
3: yeah, a little probably.
0: bit, you know, because they they won't want to make it look too bad. But um, you can definitely see that it's kind of older gen.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have not. I haven't noticed that yet, but I've also not seen much of that stuff yet. So. Yeah.
3: Okay
0: yeah it's uh it's made me think i need to go back and play the other ones again so i looked out my copy of kingdom hearts 1.5 and 2.5 remix mm-hmm. and i'm gonna buy 2.8 just because the only thing i don't have is that you know that kind of
1: 0.2 heart. back cover it also has dream drop distance in it as well
0: yes it has yeah i've Which still I, got my copy of dream I, thought,
1: drop. I didn't realize that was playable i thought that was like the ds game in the previous one I thought it was like, oh, oh just the movies. But no, it's actually the full game is there.
0: Yes, yeah. It's cool. So you can pick that up on, if you're in the UK, you can pick it up on Amazon for about £19. Um, but then it has little spikes in popularity. So a, yes. a third-party seller is selling it, you know, for over the odds. But if you wait, Amazon seems to be getting it regularly into stock and things. So.
1: Makes sense. But, uh, uh, that first game is really hard to go back to that is my my suggestion if you are planning on replaying them is maybe skip the first one like it's yeah. or maybe at least don't try force yourself to finish the first one Like well, play a bit of it and then move on
0: yeah uh, one of the things that the 1.5 and 2.5 has has the added downloadable theatre modes yeah. So you can download these patches into the game and it allows you to watch all the all the cutscenes.
1: That might be worth it.
0: Yeah, so that might be worth doing. I never finished, I think we spoke about this once in the podcast, was I never finished The First Kingdom Hearts.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I got oh, quite okay. far into it and I didn't finish it sorry for, for one spoiling. reason. Sorry for, sorry for spoiling <laughs> the most important part about it. Uh and I got stuck. I got stuck, and I think it was just you know, the, the bad level design at one point, you know, because the game did have that in some places. And I, I got yeah, stuck it was most like, it. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I did finish uh two and what else <sighs> buffed by Sleep, I finished that. Um Chain of Memories, I played a little bit of uh but the same as you, I did, you know, watching uh, cutscenes and things on YouTube and that. Um, although I feel I should have done it again before I started three. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A long. Uh,
0: yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I anything anything else to add on it? Are you
2: the music? What are you what are you thinking of the music? I'm enjoying it. I did not enjoy Skrillex doing the opening song, but. I thought it was fine, but it wasn't great.
0: Yeah, I I thought it sounded a little bit dated. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know why they didn't do what they've been doing for the past couple of games and just <laughs> you know, they just use um, simple and clean.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, was, I think it was partly because they wanted um, what's her name? Utada, uh, Utada Hikaru. It, yeah um like she has been in like semi-retirement for quite a while so oh she, okay she just released like an album for the first time in years like last year and so this was them going well she's out of retirement we should get her to make a new song for our game and then also <laughs> skrillex for some reason yeah yeah it's definitely the skrillex bit that i don't quite understand the the logic behind i don't know where that. Maybe,
2: maybe someone there's just, you know, really behind the times. And they're like, this Skrillex guy's really popular.
1: Maybe she's really into Skrillex music and was like, hey, I really want to use this. I want to use yeah, Square w- leverage to work with an artist I like.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, because the song is. It's not a bad song, and then Skrillex does his thing yeah. in it, and you go, oh, that's, that's a bit jarring. But. Uh, yeah, I'm liking the the music. Otherwise, in the game on the different worlds, you know, where you get the the basically the theme from the film, and it plays through. That's quite good. Quite liking that. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a it's a good addition to the series. And well, it's the final one, isn't it? I don't know. They uh, yeah. This well, they're saying think it. it is. You don't think? You think they'll um. They'll find something to tell us.
1: I think they'll keep making Kingdom Hearts games as long as they make money.
0: Right. Well, to be fair, it's
1: been a long I had. I don't know.
2: The 3DS one wasn't that long. Ago. Uh...
1: A long time
2: since we've had a proper numbered version. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, you I say haven't that, played any of the other ones, so all
1: those portable ones and stuff like that are like integral to the story. That's the weird thing about this whole series is that there's no. There's no kind of like, you know, uh, offshoot. I start. There's no. Spin-offs. Yeah, it's not. They are all main yeah. games.
0: Yeah, it's not like a little bit
1: of side story that, you yeah, know, exactly. it's not going to make a difference if you don't play it. Yeah, like Birth by Sleep, straight up, like, is probably the most important story thing in that entire series. And it was a yeah. PSP game that didn't even come out digitally.
2: Yes. <laughs> no, I know.
1: Which. We, as poor PSP go owners, all seven <laughs> of us were very upset about. Yes.
0: But, uh, yeah, uh, quite liking it. Uh, definitely need to play a hell of a lot more of it.
1: Yeah, and same.
2: Absolutely same. I don't want to pass judgment on it. I'm really enjoying how little I have played, but again, it's little.
1: Also, really pray. I don't think we yes, really mentioned that. Very is It is. Genuinely one of the nicest looking games I've ever played.
0: Yeah. The both the the tangled world and the Toy Story world look absolutely stunning. Yeah,
1: and they look very different from each other. Like the Tangled one I think is a lot more subtle, where Yes. It looks closer to just the Kingdom Hearts art style, but like it's there's just like there's a smoothness to it that is more similar to the movie. Yes, um, And then, yeah, the Toy Story one is straight up just like, how did you manage to... Like, this is literally what people were saying the PS2 would be able to do and they're over-marketing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it looks outstanding.
3: Yeah.
0: So I need to play a lot more of that. Cool. So, I think... There's only one game left. We've saved the best till the last, Kieran.
1: We have. This is the the one game that matters. The reason that you're not going to play much more Kingdom Hearts.
0: Yeah, uh, you can forget about that rubbish, Apex Legends That's nonsense. Right.
1: Ninety nine Tetrises drop onto an island. <laughs> only one of them can survive. Nintendo knows what it's doing. Yeah. Despite all odds. Sure. <laughs>
0: This is it has to be one of the weirdest things when you tell somebody about it. So, I was telling uh, Anne about it today, and I said, "You know about these battle royale go- Yeah, Fortnite. Exactly. Th- There's a new one. It's it's come out, and you're not going to believe it. What if I said Tetris? And she was, how? What? What? And she thought I was taking the piss.
1: It's understandable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes! Yeah. So, Tetris 99, for people that are sitting listening to it, is going, what the fuck are you on about? Tetris 99 is indeed a Battle Royale game. It's a one one versus a hundred. Uh, you are playing a game of Tetris and uh, so are 99 other people. You play kind of according to the rules of two-player, if you ever played two-player Tetris on the game boy or the the NES, you if you get two lines uh yeah you sure add two lines yeah two you can add a line onto your opponent uh three you can add two and if you get tetris you add three lines onto your opponent but the kicker is that now you can target any one of the 99 and there's a little target there's a, a system in the menu where you can choose either you are going to target them randomly, or you can physically choose which one of the 99 you want to do, or you can get let the, the system do it by who's attacking you, or who has knocked out the most
1: opponents. Or who's playing the best.
0: Yes, or who's playing the best as well. Pretty fucking cool.
1: I really like it. I played a bunch of it. I came second. Oh. <laughs> I came second to one of them. I was really happy with that.
0: Yeah, no, I haven't done that well. My best game, I come 10th. That's
1: still good. That's really good. The yeah, game it's not also, bad. It does the usual Tetris thing of like it speeds up as time goes on. So when you get to that top 10, it's so fast. It's yes, so fast yeah. and people, there's so many fewer people to target with your rubbish and so everyone is just targeting everyone with their rubbish at all times and it's just it's nonsense and it's great and it's so fast paced and it's so stressful. It's like the exact opposite of Tetris Effect. Yeah. I mean Tetris it's... Effect also gets very fast paced and stressful to be honest to be fair. But like the whole thematic, you know thing about that game is like it's this relaxing, chill visualizer. Yeah, this is the exact opposite. This is like very much, very like bare bones. Like, look, motherfucker, you're gonna play against people, and it's gonna be hard.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's um, it's weird. Uh, I will likely not be playing it, but that's that's just a personal thing.
1: Not sure, <laughs> it's very good. It also seems like they're probably gonna add more stuff to it at some point because. There's a sentence or a stats screen in that game that has, uh, like it has two tabs in it. One of them for all, and one for Tetris ninety nine. Which the fact yeah. that they have an all tab kind of <laughs> implies that they're gonna be there's gonna be more than just the Tetris ninety nine mode at some point. Yes. Yeah. It'd be really bizarre if it isn't. Um... Yeah. Uh. And
0: also there's there's no instructions on it. So it doesn't yeah, tell you yeah. how you get a badge, what kind of badges, all sorts of symbols. If you look at the other 90, 98 players that are playing around, you can't see... There's little badges, but you don't know what they mean. There's little icons yeah. that show up. I feel
1: like um, that's a little bit of a mistake.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice if they kind of... Just spell that out a little bit more. Yeah. I'm never gonna play it. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I'm kind of thinking about though is that, oh, you know, it's a free to play game. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. It's, it's free to play.
1: It's part of Nintendo's online service. Yeah you can't access it unless you're subscribed to, kind of like the the NES games.
0: Yeah, but so are they never going to make any? Or I don't know. You know that that how could they anyway? They can't sell you any skins. They could. Oh, they could they actually. Could yeah. Have
1: had a lot of skins.
0: Yeah. And yeah, you, your skin could be different from everyone else that's playing.
1: We were talking about this uh, yesterday because it only came out yesterday Um, but we were all sitting talking watching Nintendo Direct and as I played a bit of it the thing that I pointed out that I really want them to add into this at some point is the ability to spectate people after you're out. Yes. Because the way for people who haven't seen it, the way the whole screen looks is you have your, your Tetris well in the middle of the screen. And then the background is just a grid of all like the other 98 players that you're playing against. And it's just their wells are all there and you can see them all playing Tetris as you're playing Tetris. I don't know how live it is, but it it looks pretty live. Um, Yeah. And you can target different people through that and whatever. I wish there was a way after you've lost, because you can sit on that screen and just watch people juke it out. I wish there was a way to zoom in, basically, and just be like I want to see what's actually going on, because they're quite tiny, especially in portable mode.
0: Yes, yeah. I hope they add that. <laughs> the other thing as well is that you level up. Mm-hmm. But we don't know...
1: It doesn't seem to do anything. How,
0: yeah, it doesn't seem to do anything. There's no explanation of experience points, how much you get, anything like that, and what it does. So there could be the possibility for them to patch the hell out of it. And it could already, the framework could already exist, and they're just letting us get used to it at the moment, and then there'll be a back, uh, a patch and an update. And oh, by the way, now when you upgrade, it gives you this, it gives you that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't
1: know. Yeah. I, there's so, much, so many ways they could flesh this out a bit more, but I'm glad that they... Did it the way it is, is still, it's great Yeah,
0: yeah. I I really like the the bare bones way that it is at the moment. You just hit a button and it loads up, starts up a game, and that's sh- you. Yeah.
1: Also, it's probably the best netcode I've seen from a fucking Nintendo game. <laughs> like I've, you can easily connect to ninety eight other players, and I've never had any lag. I've never. I assume people could probably very easily disconnect from it without. And because there's 98 players in there, the game just keeps going, and you never notice. Yes. Um, I assume that's what's happening because you get 98 players into a game. There's going to be a couple people that disconnect randomly. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't hold up the game in anywhere. It's just like okay, go. You never notice.
0: All right. Yeah. But
1: I I really like. Yeah, I think it's great.
0: Excellent. Cool. So, have we got any other video games to talk about? Um, we do not.
1: We do not. Unless we talk do about not. The very like first 20 minutes of Resident Evil 2 I played. <laughs> it's very good.
0: Yeah, it's the same. I could talk about the first... 15 minutes of war groove which i'm not going to
1: yeah also that <laughs> like i've
0: played very little <laughs> of that game by
1: i want to yeah yeah
0: same but uh we did however we played a, a board game or a card game we did yeah so kieran and myself got to check out richard garfield's Keyforge. Mm-hmm. so paul you'll remember as
1: much as it sounds like a <laughs> yeah, it's again. Michel came over, unzipped his trousers, showed us his keyforge, and it was unique.
3: I like I- it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was unique, a unique experience for both me and Mike. It's bizarre.
0: Yes. <laughs> so this is the the CCG that's not a CCG. Yeah. So you buy a deck of cards. You cannot add to it. And every deck of cards is completely different. Well, not mm-hmm. completely different, but it, it's unique. You're not going to get the exact same makeup. The world, or the the world, consists of six different factions. Am I right? Is it six Seven, different factions? Right. I believe. Uh, th- yeah, I think it's six. There's a, ho- there's a whole load of different factions. And... <laughs> uh, <laughs> And each deck of cards consists of three or four, I think. Uh, I should have actually grabbed one of the decks of cards uh, before. It can I be
1: less than that as well, I think. I think oh right, okay. I think all the ones we had were three. But I yes. want to say that it could be like two. Oh, okay. Or I okay. think it can go up to four because I think that's how they get enough variation from it. Ah right, okay. I could be wrong on that, but...
0: Right. But yeah, so basically, you don't know what cards you're getting in the deck. Yeah. And yeah, what did what did you think of kind of the presentation and stuff?
1: I I don't know. Uh, I didn't think. I thought they are on oh no, all the cards are very nice. Yeah. I didn't think they meshed together very well like each of the individual factions kind of feels like they just came from a different game Um, right yeah at least that's how I I felt looking at them Um, but like the overall kind of like aesthetic and stuff like that the cards and stuff is it's good like you know they know how to fucking design cards at this point they've got enough um, they make them simple to read and easy to kind of know almost right away like I know what this card does just because it says it. Um, I, like, in terms of the actual gameplay of it, Like I enjoyed it, but I'm not too sure... I'm not too sure whether the deck I had was bad or I was just bad with it, and I think that's an issue that this game is just going to always have.
0: I think, yeah. So the basic, the basic thing of the game is that you are trying to forge keys. They've got some sort of weird history and you can read about it and to be honest it's not that interesting. Yeah. But you basically you need you you've got three keys or you've got three keys that you can forge and basically the player to forge three keys first wins the game. To forge a key you need to put six pieces of a resource called amber into it.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, so what you do first is you collect your amber, and then when you've got six pieces, you forge a key, and that's you. You're done. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can damage cards. So you play cards out, you can damage them, and cards will normally either fight for you, protect you, or they can. you can use them as a resource to create this amber. Um, and how the actual gameplay works is, we mentioned that there's uh, different factions within your deck. They call them houses. At the beginning of your turn, you choose a house. You say, I'm going to play the hearts, for example. And all the hearts cards you have in your hand, you can play them onto the field. Now, there's different ways that you can play them. If it's a monster, you play them kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh card or a Magic the Gathering card. You play them, you know, in the front of your field. You put them in front, and they're sort of your battle line. You can get sort of upgrades that you can add onto a card, and there was there's something else. that's basically it augments the entire team that you have. So, yeah, you choose a house. You you name the house and then you play all these cards in front of you. Once you play them, uh they they basically if you've played a any card game before, you know there's the ready and the unready system. Yeah. So if a card Hanging is
1: face Yes, or yeah. With it being Yu Gi Oh. Yu Gi Oh I guess it's just ready and unready.
0: Yeah. So um, if a card's untapped, so it's kind of ready to go, you can play it. You can use it to attack or create the the resource amber. If it's all Uh, the house that
1: you've... That you've
0: mentioned, yes, yeah. And that's basically it. So you put these cards down, you play them when you're ready, and the other ones that you played in front of you, you ready them, then you check if you've got six pieces of the amber then you you let your opponent know on your next turn the first thing you're going to do is create a key, and it, uh, one of the things cards do is it allows you to steal amber from opponents and things. So you're kind of letting that you have to let them know that you're ready to to make a key. Yeah. Uh, and then the really cool thing is the cards do all these complicated things, and but that's the framework. You choose a house, you play cards, you either put them in front of you or you use their effects, then you ready them all up, you get read, get them all ready for the next turn and then it goes to your opponent. But all the cool things that the cards do is written on the cards. Yeah. So okay. it's... If you're a, a board gamer or a card game player, you'll be used to the kind of... just the, you know, the metal framework of the game mm-hmm. And then all these complicated things that the cards do, you'll pick that up pretty easy as well.
1: Yeah, and then the kind of big interesting thing becomes how your whole deck plays together, which is kind of a hit or miss thing because I'm torn on it because it's that thing where how your whole deck plays together, because like both of our decks played very differently. Yes. And I think that's really cool that that happens. And yeah. It basically forces you to do that because if you wanted a deck that played the way the deck that I had in this game did, and like, say, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you would need to go out your way to build that deck. Yeah. Like, you're not just going to stumble into it. It's You're going to have to put effort into learning how to build decks, not just play decks, and this kind of takes that entire element out, which is good, because we've talked about it in this podcast before, many times before, that that's definitely the bit of CCGs that I hate, or not hate, but I get bored of the most. I think you're the same, Mike, where... yeah, like I loved Yu-Gi-Oh! growing up, but my decks were all just like a fucking random assortment of cards that I liked. They weren't like I wasn't sitting going. This will play well with this, and it'll make my deck all about getting monsters onto the field as fast as possible, or it'll be all about using trap cards all the time, but having very few cards. It, blah blah. Like I, I never had those kind of strategies.
0: And yeah, I always, I always felt that I've paid the money. Surely you can do that for me.
1: Yeah, and that's what more sense. Then- <laughs> yes. The one thing I say is that you don't know what can- you don't know how that deck's going to play until after you've bought it. But they are also yep. very cheap. Is the thing yes. I'd also say. Is they're, you know, cheaper than a deck of Yu Gi Oh cards would be, I think, for the most part.
0: Yes, yeah. So you can you can pick them up for eight or nine pounds here in the UK it tends to be the the standard rate. If you have a look, yeah. some of the places because the game's really popular at the moment. Some places are putting a little bit of a premium on that. But the standard going rates between eight and nine pounds.
1: We've definitely just got to go buy one of the big boxes, though, right?
0: Yes, yeah, we're, we're just got, gonna we're, we're going
1: to buy it. We've got to go half or some of those big boxes and just have a day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so
0: I think this is the thing that I like Keyforge. So if you read into the rules, played a couple of times, and it says, you know, when you're playing with somebody, you should, you know, play with your decks and Give people a time to learn how the decks play, and you know, you go through your cards for a couple of minutes, and then sort of work out a little bit of a strategy. Yeah, I prefer the opening the deck, shuffling it, and then just going for it. I, I, I uh, really I'm like the
1: same. That. It's it's more interesting, I think.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not going. It's not a game that I'm going to play. Uh. I want to say professionally, but part of the organized playing. Yeah. So that is becoming quite a big thing, I believe, as well. They're mm-hmm. going to have tournaments and championships and things like that for it.
1: I think um, the tournaments are going to be like plane tournaments. Like you go up and you'll just get on your deck and it'll just be like, you
0: know, yeah, and, I, which that I, sounds I, super I, interesting. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Yeah, I'd definitely be up for that. Uh, That's
1: definitely more interesting but, to me than. I mean, also, you know, I'd suck at it because I'm bad at these kind of games. But that's the thing where it's like, I don't know if my deck was any good when I was playing against you or if it was just the fact that I'm bad at these kind of games. But it seemed like I was unable to do anything at any given time.
0: Right, yeah. I've, I still need to, that, that deck is sitting here. and should actually go through it and, you know, try and see yeah. what it does and work through its mechanics. But, they did say that there will be decks that don't work as well yeah so that could that could be one of them
1: which is a neat idea but then there's also like this tenor that you just wasted
0: well see I don't I don't know if it's wasted because if somebody like you know let's say we had you know, 10 people and you were gonna play five matches. It's impossible that you would lose all five of those matches, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there would be one or two of the other people where their deck wouldn't be as good as yours as well.
1: Yeah. And also, they have that, they have like a system built into it for, I forget what they call it, where you can keep Uh, track of like the wins and stuff like that too.
0: Yes. Yeah. And uh, there's a thing on certain cards, what they do is they can add chains. Yeah. Uh so you know this this card does that which allows you to then do this to do that to and build those things on. And they've built in a system to handicap decks that use chains as well. Uh-huh. Um so they have kind of thought about it as well. So it'd probably be interesting to go to one of the, you know, the, the organized playthings to see how it's working and how people are liking it but i do believe that they're getting really excited about it and this is they're calling it i think it's set one so there is going to be more sets whether they're compatible with each other whether set one and set two will be able to play against each other i don't know Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm a lot more accepting of it than when we first spoke about it on the podcast yeah, we were, we're definitely gonna... a bit skeptical
1: about it when we first talked about it on the podcast
0: yeah so i i think i will buy another couple of decks uh, yeah, i know we're i'm jo-
1: probably going to buy at least one or two
0: yeah Four i know i know we were eight. joking about buying a, a big brick of decks but uh, I mean, yeah place. i'm i i'm definitely up for buying you know one or two decks yeah. and not opening until we got together and then just Having you know one like, or two games yeah. that'd be quite cool, yeah.
1: That'd be pretty fun. Do
2: it. Sounds pretty good. It does sound pretty fun. It's cool.
1: Legit.
0: Yeah,
1: I think you'd like it as well. Yeah, probably. Really? You would definitely like it, knowing the yeah. kind of card games you get into.
2: Yeah, I have I've passed a couple of boxes and here and there, and there's a reason I haven't picked one up. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just get one. Yeah,
2: just, just get, get one. one.
1: If you play a game enough times, you get enough points to unlock another box. Oh,
2: I'll get two then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then you can unlock
2: Mirage. <laughs> I still haven't unlocked them, although I do have enough points now.
1: Yay!
0: Cool. Excellent. I think that is as for board games as well. Have we got any news?
1: Uh there was what? I mean, there was a lot of news, but let's face it, there was one big set of news. Yes. Which was, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct.
0: And it was awesome.
1: It was great. It was one of the best ones they've had in a while. Um, There was a couple of things that kind of we expected to show up that didn't show up. So things like, um, it's been rumoured for a while that they're going to bring Metroid Prime Trilogy to Switch. And then that was nowhere to be seen. Uh, That Star Fox racing game that has been rumoured for like a year. Is still nowhere to be seen. Animal Crossing, yeah. which was announced already, nowhere to be seen. But what they did show was fucking great. Yes. Uh, so they started like they fucking started the show with a goddamn showstopper with Super Mario Maker Two. Yeah. Which looks great. They've improved a ton of stuff for Super Mario Maker. It just looks like there's way more you know stuff to make levels with. Uh, you can make diagonal surfaces now, which doesn't sound like a big thing, but kinda is for Mario levels. It has a bunch of stuff from Super Mario 3D World in it, uh, locked Ye- into these perspective still, but like it has like the transparent pipes that you can go through and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And it comes out in June. Yes. Which is kind of really soon. I mean, not soon. It's still a few months away, but you know what I mean? It's way earlier. I was expecting that to be like a November game. And then they were like, no, yeah. oh, actually it's out in like four months. Um. what else Uh, they showed this list is not in order of appearance except for well, match, if you... so I'm just going to go through it well I was
0: going to say if you keep wobbling I am playing through the presentation at high speed and I'm trying to get there for you the next thing was Marvel Alliance 3
1: Marvel so Alliance looks 3 looks really fun looks great I'm going to pick that up
2: oh yeah definitely Hands down.
1: Yeah, they showed uh, Iron Fist and Captain Marvel in it, which is the first time those two have been shown. Um, Iron Fist at least looks better than the shitty Netflix series. Sorry, Paul. (laughs) Um,
2: Still better than Daredevil.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Paul is the one person in the world that likes that show.
2: Uh, <laughs> no, no. I I have a fiance that agrees with me. We're the only two people in the world who agree yeah, that. definitely. Daredevil is the worst you, of those you shows. Two,
1: you two are fucking made for each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, they are porting Box Boy, which was a yes. 3DS puzzle game, which I never played but I was meant to because it looks great. So I'm going to pick that up. They're porting that to Switch. Uh, there was no mention of the 3DS at all for this entire presentation. I think the 3DS is well and truly dead at this point.
0: Uh yeah, there yeah. was no
1: um, no sign of it. Yeah. There's going to be a big Super Smash Bros ultimate update. Uh, yes. Uh, version 3.0 update coming soon.
0: Yeah, they but that was it. That's all they told us and uh, the only oh, yeah. thing that they did announce is that the first challenger pack will be included in that.
1: Yeah, so that'll be uh, Joker from uh, Persona 5. Yes. But they did show a couple of like blurred-out screenshots like yeah. in it. And uh, I've seen people say, or you know, not like, they don't know what they're guessing, but people are suggesting that one of those screenshots looks like it might be the stage builder that was in the previous Smash Bros. games.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So they might be patching that in, which would be pretty good. Cool. Uh, not that that game exactly needed more stages. It's kind of, oh, you know. Uh, no, I, it's got no. so many stages. Yeah. Uh, if there was one or two that you uh, didn't get in the game somehow. you could Yes. Get them. Uh, there's some new Amiibos coming. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to buy the Snake one and the Simon Belmont one.
2: Paul's going to buy the Pokemon ones. ones. Yep. <laughs> Hands easily I
1: just need a solid snake, and we sitting on my desk at work. I just need that. That's the thing that has to happen.
0: Right. Um, Fair enough. They're right.
1: updating Captain Toad Treasure Tracker to add co-op to all of the levels. Um, at the moment, yep. there's like only a set few levels that you can play co-op. I think it was basically all the end game ones. Yeah. Um, and then also they said they're going to add more DLC to the game. Uh, it sounds like yes. it would be paid.
0: Uh, yeah, well, the yeah there was the first, there was the the free DLC, and then yeah the new uh, Captain Toad special episode, and the bundle. There was going to be a bundle where you could buy the whole thing yeah. altogether. Available shortly after the presentation.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that was actually up. I'm going to buy that. Yeah, I like that game. He's going I'm... to buy that
2: right now, folks. I know. Like
1: right. we talked about this earlier, or I guess late last year when I picked up Captain's World Treasure Tracker on a whim, having not liked those levels in Mario 3D World, but I came around on that game so hard, like, I fucking love that game now. Um, I finished everything there is to do... Well, not everything, I didn't get Mm. all the collectible stuff, but I finished all the levels in that game. So, more levels? I'll buy them. Cool. Uh, Then they showed some Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, which is the Castlevania uh, spiritual Mm. successor by... Uh, forget his full name something Igarashi he was the guy who made he was the main director on Symphony of the Night and a couple other Castlevania games as well yeah Um. it looks a lot like one of those kind of games yeah I'm hoping that is good because that 8 uh, bit like fo- like prequel thing to this game that uh, NT Creates made last year was phenomenal so it'll be cool to see um then they show dragon quest builders 2 yes which is announced a while ago but it's nice to see um it's got like multiplayer stuff it looks really good if you like your minecrafts Mm -hmm. but with a bit more personality yeah uh then they show dragon quest 11 is that the right number Uh, oh i am
0: dragon quest yeah Yes, with the, the impossible name.
1: Oh, God. Dragon Quest Eleven S something, definitive edition
0: Special Edition Song of
1: the South Echoes of an Elusive Age definitive edition S um, <laughs> yeah, that... It's It looks good. It's using the same graphics and stuff like that of the PS4 version but then there's a button that you can hit that switches to like a 16-bit art style like the old Super Nintendo games. Yes. Uh, which is cool. That's something they had in some of the previous games on 3DS. So it's uh-huh. nice to see them bring that back. Uh, and also they said the uh, the soundtrack's going to be fully orchestrated, which was a bit of a sticking point in the original release of Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy of Dragon Quest XI, because right. it used like, a lot of people just weren't very happy with the music in it. Right, um, okay. Like a fully orchestrated one. Um, then there was like some some Sum some, Sum some, some Festival, which is like the fucking Mighty Beans looking fucking Disney. Really freaking fun and I will play it. Minigame collection. I mean, it looks alright. Minigame plans it. can be fun.
0: Uh, yeah, I just...
1: No. I I no Disney's, idea. Disney's own Funko Pops, basically. Um, yeah. Starlink's getting updated with more Star Fox stuff in it because they realized that was the reason people bought that game. And so they're yes. just eventually going to patch Starlink to the point where it's a Star Fox game from the looks of it. I think so, yeah. Maybe at some point they're going to make an update they're just like, hey, we removed the other part of the game because people just were playing Star Fox all the time. Yeah. Um. There was... uh, Where the fuck this RPG is? Is it Rune Factory? Oh my god. Skimming through this video was a terrible idea. Definitely. Alright. Run Factory yeah. 3 Remastered or 4 Remastered. Uh, it's like a 3DS game port to Switch and it looks od- like hideous as fuck. Like a- Jesus. It looks horrible. Um, it looks- I don't know how good that game is, but it looks ugly. And then yeah. they announced they're making a Run Factory 5 for Switch as well, so that could be good. Those games are good. They're like Harvest Moon, but with beating people up as well.
0: And big vegetables. Big
1: vegetables. Then they announced Onanaki don't think that's how you pronounce it but yeah uh, which is a new JRPG from Tokyo JRPG Factory Tokyo RPG Factory I think is what they're called um, right it's a Square Enix division that made Sphere and uh, that Snow one oh uh, I Am Sitsuna I Am Sitsuna which those games were okay I, I couldn't really get into them but this one looks a lot better than those, I think, but we'll see.
0: It, yeah, it did. It looked quite... It looked not bad. It reminded me a little bit of The Last Remnant for some of the funny reasons. Hmm. Yeah, the, the 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 style just a little bit reminded me of it. I don't know why. I
1: don't know. The kind of chibi art style actually almost reminds me of, like... um. What was that Final Fantasy game where you could stack the monsters on your head?
0: Oh, World of Final Fantasy. <laughs>
1: yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. Um, just because uh... they're all kind of chibi looking. Um, that, uh, they announced a thing about that afterwards. The director on that game is like, I want to say the director of um, Chrono Trigger. Right. So that definitely gets me a bit more interested because that's, you know, probably still my yeah. favourite Square game. Or Square Enix, I guess. That was Square Enix before Square Enix was a thing. Yeah. Because it was Square and Enix working together. Mm-hmm. Um Then they showed more of Yoshi's Crafted World, which looks adorable. There's a demo of that yeah. up on the Switch store now. I yeah. I played a little bit of it. I might wait and see on that game. All right, okay. I was originally like super sold on it because I was like, this looks adorable and awesome. But then I played it and I was like, oh, this is a kid's game which I, I, I knew it was going to be anyway, but I think it might be too much of a kid's game for me now. Like, it seems too simple. Right. Um, so I might wait and see, and get you know, tell people say whether it gets a bit more, well, there's a bit more to it later in the game or something. Uh-huh. Um, but it's pretty and stuff, if nothing else. Um, And then Fire Emblem. Woohoo! It's set in not Europe. Yeah. It, <laughs> One of the factions it, is literally called Leicester. Yes. The Leicester Alliance.
0: Yeah, and it looks more Valkyria Chronicles than Fire Emblem.
1: Yes. I was getting a lot of like Valkyria Chronicles 2 vibes from it, just because that it's set in a school. It's like a military oh. academy where you're training child soldiers, Right. Uh-huh. which is what Fire Emblem's about now. Um I don't know, it's probably gonna be good. It looks good. They didn't show yeah. a massive amount of stuff. They showed a lot of stuff about like training people.
0: Yeah, and the the three separate houses and stuff, the yeah. the three factions. Yeah, there's uh
1: Hogwarts, Raven and eh, Hogwarts. There's <laughs> Gryffindor it's fu- it's fucked up right at the start. There's Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. No <laughs> Slytherin in this one though.
0: No, no. Uh, that's extra DLC.
1: <laughs> oh, God. I mean, <laughs> we should just be thankful that all three of the factions are in the fucking game.
0: Yes, yeah. Just
1: not just buy separate copies of it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, a lot of the menus and stuff like that look a lot like Fuck Your Chronicles. Which, you know what? If Fire Emblem's going to learn from any game, Fuck Your Chronicles, you could do worse. Yeah, not that yeah.
0: one want to
2: learn from at all.
0: Yeah. yeah. it's It's definitely different than, it looks different from any of the other Fire Emblems so I'm yeah. I am intrigued and it's yeah.
1: You pointed out actually while we were watching this that even the cutscene like art style has a bit more of a like a, a kind of sketchy look to it like the or more of a like war colorly color, look of it like what Falkyrie Chronicles yes. does yeah. Like yeah. it straight up looks like they're trying to make their cutscenes look like Falkyrie Chronicles. Yeah
0: it what was the game, uh, the last one that came out on the 3DS? Uh, it was a remake. Oh, um,
1: Conquest?
0: No, no, that oh, was Conquest. the one after Conquest.
1: Uh, it was like a remake of like Fire Emblem 2 or something like that.
0: Yes, yeah. Because it kind of, it, it's got that sort of water watercolory effect as well, yeah, that one. Okay, I never yeah. played that
1: one. Uh, Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadow of Valencia. Echoes.
0: Oh. That's the one.
1: Yeah, that's I never played that one. Um because it was on three D S.
0: Yes. And it came uh, out
1: after the point I stopped caring about the three D S.
0: That's right, yeah, I played a bit of it. Yeah. Um so after that we then got the bombshell of
1: Tetris. Tetris. They announced Tetris. Tetris out of nowhere and then launched it out of nowhere, and then we played a lot of it. or well, at least I played a lot of it, I don't mind you guys.
0: Uh, no, I played it. A, a crap ton as well.
1: Yeah, it's it's fucking good. Um, yeah, so they announced Tetris 99, which we've already talked about. Uh, then they announced uh, Dead by Daylight, the like one, the like monster <laughs> thriller game where you're, it's like a cooperative game where you're trying to escape the monster.
2: Yes. Um, it's like it would run better on my toaster.
1: Yeah, it looks bad. Like that game's
3: not much
2: of a
1: looker on like the PlayStation Four, but it seems like the way they got it to work on the Switch is they turned the resolution all the way down, like yes. it's like a PS One game. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, you know, a lot of people have nostalgia for PS One horror games. Yeah, maybe it's what you want. I don't know. It looks whatever. Uh, then there's the uh, Delta Run Chapter One is coming to Switch, which is the uh, follow up to undertale yes it's out on pc just now already it's free to play it's going to be free to play on switch as well it's really weird because you can pre-order it yeah
0: which, <laughs> which i already did yeah as
1: well which is weird because it means i've got a pre-loaded downloaded version of a free game that i just the sole yeah. reason i can't play is because it's they they won't let me yet. yes um, yeah i really like the trailer for it because they were like hey we censored this trailer so that it'd be spoiler free and it's just got a bunch of dogs just covering everything of worth on the screen <laughs> um, which is really good it's very Toby Fox Yeah, um, he makes weird chat if, if you're a fan of uh, video games and also of wrestling, people should google uh, Kenny Omega's uh, Undertale uh, promo that he did
2: a thousand percent should
1: it's so fucking good, it was like a few weeks ago now it was what, like one of the last promos he did for New Japan Pro where he got Toby Fox, the guy that made Undertale, to make a promo for him and it's all Undertale themed and it's nonsense and it's fantastic. <laughs> it's like, I'm not a big wrestling guy, but Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Then they showed uh, Demon <laughs> X Machina. Yes. Which is coming out in summer 2019. Yep. And they, there's a demo up for that just now. I've yes. not played it yet, but I'm gonna.
0: I'm have the same. I've downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet.
1: Yeah, I played like the tutorial bit in the start, but that's, that's it. Like, I made a character. Right. You can make a character in it. Ah, cool. I made an anime lady with purple hair, because that's what I'm making <laughs> every game. Um,
0: And then they brought out, they announced Grid.
1: Yeah, Grid Autosport. Uh, well, it was announced before, but they showed more of it.
0: Yeah, it looks. It's there.
1: It Looks <laughs> alright. I think some shots yeah. in that trailer look quite blurry. Same thing yes. like with Dead by Daylight. Um, yeah. But then some parts of it just look nice. Yeah. If yeah. it has a decent frame rate and it plays well, like you won't notice when it gets blurry if it's like a adaptive frame, uh, ad- adaptive resolution.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. And. So uh, another one that kind of looked blurry in some of the bits that we saw was uh, Hellblade.
1: Yeah, Hellblade announced for Switch as well. This was a surprise to me. I didn't think that game would ever get ported to Switch. Especially because Microsoft owns Ninja Theory now. Yeah. Um, it, so, yeah some of the bits looked blurry, but I think for the most part it looked really nice.
0: It did, yeah. So I'm just watching... I'm watching it sped up there, but it, is, it does look very good.
1: Yeah, I was really impressed by how well it seems to hold up on the Switch. It's one of those yeah. things where I might end up rebuying that game on Switch just to see, just for like, the curiosity factor of I need to see how this looks. Just for yeah. the lulls. Yeah. That's a good game to be fair. Um, they showed some Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah. That looks like Mortal yeah. Kombat.
0: Yeah, they. Unravel 2.
1: Unravel 2 looks good. I never played. Yeah,
0: I'm. No, I never played the first one. And then they showed Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered. Oh, God. Yeah, they. Terrible. Yeah, they got a cheat to call it Remastered.
1: Sometimes these Nintendo Directs have trailers that look way rougher than the actual game looks. Uh huh. Like it's like something goes wrong with their fucking video encoding or something. And I want to give Assassin's Creed 3 the benefit of doubt on that one, because I don't understand how they could make the frame rate in Assassin's Creed 3 that shitty. Right. Yeah. It looks so bad. And that was already like a, a relatively early well not relatively, I guess it was a relatively late, uh like PS3 or 360 game. Like the Switch is more powerful than those consoles. Uh uh-huh. so it should be able to run this game
0: yes yeah so like you say hopefully it's just bad video compression or something that they did
1: but boy it looks real bad it
0: didn't look good yeah
1: and also Assassin's Creed 3 is a bad game anyway so whatever
0: uh yeah well that's true
1: if it was Assassin's Creed 4
0: now we're talking
1: I would have pre-ordered it regardless of how bad the framing it looks (laughs) because you want to sail some boats yeah exactly Sea shanties. Sea shanties. Uh, Final Fantasy VII is coming to Switch on March twenty sixth. Yep. And then Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon Everybody is coming to March, uh, coming on Switch March twentieth twenty nineteen. Those games are very good as well. Um, Yeah. Then Final Fantasy Nine is out. Got announced. uh, I mean, already been announced, but got uh, released during the presentation. Yep. Is I it's, sixteen ninety nine?
0: Sixteen ninety nine. Yeah.
1: Which seems quite expensive. I've heard some uh, mixed opinions on the quality of the port. Oh, okay. Um, apparently, it's based on the recent PC port, which had like a bunch of issues with the music not playing at times and stuff like that. And oh. Okay. It still okay. has those issues. So. Right. That seems bad. Yeah.
0: I'll be waiting for a sale.
1: Yeah. And then out of nowhere, they showed like this really anime as fuck trailer that we were all just sitting on Discord chatting to each other like, "What the fuck is this? I need it." Yes. Um, it's like it starts just like with an anime trailer of like these two people in like police armor that like use fucking jewel discs to summon giant mechs that then <laughs> turns into like a devil may cry, devil may cry style like stylish action game and. Then there's points where they're shooting enemies, and then their mechs are chained to them, so they can like fly around and tie up enemies. And it, it yeah, looks, it looks really good. It's all very neon. It seems to be open world. And uh, then yeah, and the trailer ended with like, hey, by the way, this is being made by uh, Hideki Kamiya, the director of. Bayonetta 1 and Wonderful 101 and, you know, Platinum Games. Uh, The character design is by uh, Masakazu Katsura, which I've probably butchered that name because I'm not Japanese, um, (laughs) who did the designs for Zetman, which is like a very famous anime series, I've been told, by Nathan. I've never heard of it. Um, But if you Google Zetman, like, uh, the, the designs do look very similar to the stuff in this. Um, yeah. So that's cool. And then also... Uh, I forget the name of the other person, so i scrolling through this video. Uh,
0: yeah, the guy from one of the Nier guys, Automata. Yeah,
1: one of the people from Nier Automata. Nier Automata uh, so Takashi Taro, uh, who worked on Nier Automata and Anarchy Reigns. Yeah, it's called Astral Chain, seems to be Switch exclusive, it's coming out uh, the 30th of August, which seems fucking, again, way earlier than you would expect a game to be coming out that they just announced.
0: Yes, yeah. Uh,
1: and then they also confirmed afterwards, that Platinum are still working on Bayonetta 3, don't worry. Yeah. Like, it's still going to happen. They are also making other games, but don't worry, Bayonetta 3 still coming. We're not lying to you. Uh, and then they close off the show with uh, a trailer for a new Zelda game.
2: Well, That's freaking cute.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a remake of Link's Awakening, so it's still got the kind of isometric style. The art style yeah. is way more cartoony and adorable. Yeah. It, it's got a kind of like really tilt the look. It actually kind of reminds me, the art style reminds me a lot of um, 3D Dot Heroes
3: right like okay
1: obviously 3d obviously dot heroes was like way more boxy and minecrafty because that's what it was um but in terms of like the kind of shininess and the the kind of like that that harsh kind of blur that it has the, the tilt shift blur uh-huh because that's kind of what that game did um i don't know it looks great i'm gonna buy it and that's coming out later this year as well yeah Everything so it <laughs> was like by the way this is gonna come out later this year
0: yeah, it was I've, Nintendo
1: Direct. It was just,
0: you know, we're we're concentrating on on building the Switch library, and here's proof.
1: Yeah, it's like, by the way, remember when we told you we could start outputting outputting more games if we were focused all on one system. Here you go. Here's <laughs> we're doing a Mario Maker, a Fire Emblem, we're updating Smash Brothers, we're doing another Zelda or blah, blah 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 like there's so much stuff coming out so much this year it's gonna be a good Yeah. Year. also here's Tetris
0: yeah no it was uh, it was cool really good
1: yeah I really liked it um, yeah so all those trailers are online you can go watch them uh, yes I all- definitely recommend the Zelda one at least if you're a fan of Link's Awakening that was like originally a Game Boy game and
3: yeah
1: they made it they made it look super pretty.
0: Yes. No, no, it did, it looked really good.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think that's all the news that really matters. I guess the one big one that we could should maybe talk about is uh Activision reported their uh earnings for twenty eighteen, financial year twenty eighteen. Right, okay. Uh, they made record profits and revenue because uh, they had one of their best years ever. Yep. Um, and then they laid off 800 of their employees in response to that. Lovely. Yeah. And understandably, uh, scum. Exactly. Understandably, the, uh, everyone is very much like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's that's fucked. Uh, to the point where uh, I think it was... PC gamer that ran an article earlier today that was really funny. The headline of it was just uh, "Ubisoft also posts uh, massive profits and like one of their best years ever and doesn't fire eight hundred employees." <laughs> 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 it's yeah, it's fucked. It's yeah. I don't know, Activision is such a weird fucking place.
2: Yeah we're gonna fu- we're gonna post biggest profits ever fire 800 employees but we're still gonna fly all of these pro teams out for things like overwatch league and college or a league
1: yeah it's bizarre
2: and we pay for their flights and accommodation and stuff. i mean
1: that that still makes sense to some degree because that helps them build those games and those are the games that are still making tons of money for them but uh, but and that's the thing they're still making tons of money
2: it just it, when I've seen it it pissed me off in the wind. The
1: thing that pissed me off is the thing where you go like, Hey they just hired like a new you know financial officer recently that got like a fifteen million dollar bonus for starting and it's like yeah but then you laid eight hundred people off. You could have cut that bonus yeah. down by like two million and probably paid most of those people's wages for another year.
0: Yeah. It's fucked. <laughs> Yep, evil swines.
1: Yeah. Eat the rich, (laughs) I guess. Yeah. So start investing in (laughs) guillotines is why I suggest. (laughs) 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 They're gonna come back and you know, they're gonna come back and trend real soon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So shall we look at some new releases?
1: Yes, let's because there are some, I think.
0: Yes yeah uh, yeah they are so well, we we won't cover the ones that are coming out tomorrow as we record this yeah. uh, like we know norm- so yeah, but for yeah so stuff coming out for weekending the 22nd of October on the 5th we have Steinsgate Elite coming for the wait what PS for uh, a Steinsgate Elite on the 19th
1: yeah, is none of the dates you said they made any sense.
0: Oh right, okay. <laughs> uh on the nineteenth. There you go. <laughs> uh coming to the PS4 on the switch. Uh on the then nothing until the twenty second when Anthem comes out.
1: Yes. Com- I have that pre ordered.
0: Uh it comes out for PS4, Xbox One and uh, also coming out we've got Aragami Shadow Edition coming to Switch. Uh, Death End Request comes to the PS4 as well on the same day.
1: Don't know what that is but it's an idea factor game so you know what that means.
0: Anime booby.
1: Yeah there's at least a good fucking 50% chance.
0: <laughs>
1: let me google it. Um, let me image search it. Let me turn save search off.
0: Right, you do that. (laughs) And I will tell you about Fate, Extella Link, coming as well from Xe Games to the PS4, Switch, PC, and believe it or not, the PS Vita. That's odd. Yeah, so (laughs) that's everything I've got there Um, going on to the Nintendo Switch's
1: site. I I googled Death End Request and... uh... I hope there aren't, like... No, wait, that that lady's not wearing very much, I guess. Uh, a lot of these characters look very underage. So I hope there's oh. not a lot of, uh... <laughs> but then there's at least some. Right. Yep. Yeah. The game looks so, okay,
0: though. There is a lot of things coming on to the Switch for that week as well. So I'm just looking to see if there is anything worth mentioning as well. Uh, Blaze Rush comes. Uh, Blaze Rush is from Targem Games, and it looks like a futuristic racer, kind of top-down racer.
1: Yeah.
0: like uh, so tanks and things like that.
1: That can be cool.
0: Yeah, that looks quite good. Uh, what else have we got? There is the Journey Down trilogy is coming to Nintendo Switch as well on the 21st of the 2nd. Uh, Journey Down, if you played it, is kind of... Uh, is it point and click?
1: Yeah, it's a point and click adventure. Game.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I played on the iPad. I played, I think, the second episode, the first and second episode. It was really good. Really I enjoyed never,
1: them. I never played them, but I always heard good things about them.
0: Yeah um quite clever writing and stuff like that quite funny as well so that comes out uh the price i think it's maybe a bit heavier they're looking at near a full price 35 pounds 99 for all three of the
2: the episodes still, that is a bit heavy yeah
0: yeah but th- to be fair they are there are quite hefty games as well so but yeah. um and yeah, there's. I'm uh, trying to see what else is coming out. Nothing really. Anything else uh, worth mentioning? Something called X Morph Defense. It Doesn't looks like. Yeah, it looks like a weird top down shootery thing. Uh, uh, Cube not...
1: 2 is coming. Cube 2 is a pretty decent like portal style uh, first person puzzle game.
0: Alright, okay, yeah. And
1: those games are good. I didn't play two, I uh, only played the first one, but the first one was really good. Cool. So I'll probably pick that up. Um, yeah, I think that's it. There'll probably be more stuff as we get closer to
0: it. Yeah, yeah, I imagine so. Cool. So, is there anything else that we're missing or do we need to add? Um, no. No. Cool. Well, yeah, in, <laughs> in that case uh, then we will say thank you very much for listening and if you have any comments, complaints, requests you can send us an email to podcast at glitchfreegaming.com You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Paul, how would they do that?
2: By searching for Glitch Free Gaming
0: on Facebook and at at glitchfreegame on Twitter excellent uh we have an instagram but we don't use it and and kieran we also have a youtube channel
1: yes you find us at youtube.com slash user slash glitch free game we should hopefully have game of the year videos up by the time this podcast <laughs> goes up maybe maybe it'll be by the time next podcast goes up maybe it'll uh, be some point in june
0: it could be by the time that game of the year comes around again you never know. You
1: know. At this fucking rate, it might be.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is it. I don't think there's anything else to add except once again, thank you for listening. We will catch up with you again in the next episode. Uh any final thoughts?
1: I want to play Tetris.
2: Me too. I'm gonna go play more Apex. Okay, I'll see ya.
1: Apex Tetris
2: that sounds horrible. <laughs> it sounds absolutely terrible, mate.
0: <laughs> See a doctor about that. Ugh.